You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's time for Seminal Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, Seminal Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio. Warchant TV begins right now with your headliner questions. I saw Dr. Birch this week, actually... Last week, as uh, I was say, do you see her every week? That seems it feels excessive. Yeah, uh, I even said that to her when we were there. She laughed at me. She said to stop pushing the conspiracy theory that I have. She got mad at me change. about the retainers. I told her, "Listen, if truth hurts, yeah, maybe get another professor." <laughs> you know. And then anyhow, we went from there. But uh, luckily, she didn't hold it against me. Moreover, did not take it out on my child, who now has braces. Got them last week. My youngest has now entered into the realm, one of many uh, young people in this area that have gone to Dr. Birch and been happy that they did so. Let's go, Clark. And uh, I, you know, I think the other thing is it's important to know that you don't get charged by the visit. That's one of the great things with, mm. with Dr. Mm. Birch. Yeah. None of that you, you get paid for the, the product mm. and the great smile that, that, you're, that you're paying for. But uh, if you have to go for extra visits, if you're a, a, one of those kids that's Needs a little extra attention, yeah, like Bryce extra. might have had early on. Early, early on. on, he's good to go now, though. And uh, yeah. then you know, I refuse just, to take him now. <laughs> it's all yeah, part of he's the process. Done. It's a wrap. <laughs> but uh, BirchOrthodox.com is the website. Doctor Birch and her staff are amazing. They do tremendous work. Any orthodontic work you need, whether it's braces, traditional or Invisalign, they've got the colored braces, uh, all kinds of different work, and they do free consultations. Great Clark, customer Clark service. went with the champagne. Really, he did. No, oh. he thinks he's a rapper. Okay, all I right. I told him, all That's right. An interesting look. Awesome. Let's go with it. It looks actually gorgeous. I love it. Nice. Okay, good for him. He's a good-looking kid, good hair. Yeah, he's doing he's got a lot of things I going hope for he's him. got good hair at this age. That'd be a toughie. Yeah, if he's already losing. But, I mean, he's got some style to him. He's got some. He's, he's got you know, a lot of style to him. He's not a little him. dorky middle schooler. No, you know, he's, he's got, got too much style to right. him. <laughs> he cares a lot about style mm, these yeah. days. I'm like, okay, son, here we go. You're outgrowing everything. He wants a new pair of Jordans incessantly. I'm like, hey, man. You are in the middle of an active growth streak. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. What's the point? I get you $300 Jordans, and then a week later, your feet are already tight. No, we're not doing it. But that's not anybody's concern, and certainly not Dr. Birch's concern. Right, Birch correct. Orthodontics, <laughs> right? There it is. All right. So first things first. Uh, oh, also, uh, she did say, this is true for everybody out there, and this is really nice. It'll warm your hearts, all of you, three of us. She said it's one of the best decisions she's ever made. She overrode somebody was a dissenter on her staff when she brought up that she wanted to advertise on some of the headlines. Right. Now, I don't know who this dissenter was, 
probably deserves to be slapped, in it, the words of Jimbo Fisher. Or Will, Will Smith style. Yeah, it was silly. <laughs> but then she said, I think I know what's best here. We're going to go with it. And it has paid dividends big time. And I told her, I said, well, it's not like you have – haven't set up a successful practice. I'm glad you went with your gut. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. It out. You made some right good choices in yeah. your life. Here's the thing. When we first talked to Dr. Birch about it, and she's a listener before she was a client, before right. she was part yeah. of the show, yeah. I honestly was like, I don't, you know, is it is it going to work? I mean, mm. is it, is it, because we, we were already a customer. Yeah. The show fails were already mm. a paying customer, yeah. so we were all bought in. But, you know, we didn't know our audience would, how people would respond. But I, I mean, I cannot tell you how many times, I know you guys have had it too, we've had it happen to us in person when we've been out, you know, how many people have reached out and said, hey, is it legit? Is it that good? And it's like, yeah, man, if you got to get orthodontic work, you need to go to Birch Orthodontic. So I'm glad it has worked out for her. Yeah. And that's, I'm just preparing you to ask for the raise at the end of the contract. We've hit her up a couple okay. times. It's, we've, it's, we've, we're about to. Yeah, we've, we've. I'm just <laughs> think, saying. I just we pushed we, it. Yeah, I think we pushed we could, it. I would keep pushing it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Just keep pushing. Robert writes, gentlemen, the ACC network sucks. Yeah. They they show football during games during the baseball conference tournament. Uh, who runs this crap network? Love the show. Well, it used to be Swafford, right? <laughs> and now yeah. it's up for grabs. So I guess the, the deal. I think Packer runs it, right? <laughs> well, he got Packer demoted recently. He lost the yeah, serious lost, spot, lost serious but not the ACC spot. network. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the whole thing with the Bally Sports was that the contract, I think, is before the network, and so they were, you know, that contract's already been in place, so they've, you know, with the RSN, Swafford probably signed an RSN contract for 15 years, yeah, whatever it was. We get out of well, it take care of his boy Hogwood. And then they still have the Bally's, uh, so they still have that. Because of that, they wouldn't put those games on, you know, the ESPN, the network or whatever, any of the network, because it's a, there was blacked out. And then the RSN channels and the Bally's channels didn't show the game because they had other stuff going on. So Folks, it was just a debacle. I just got to tell you, Every time that <laughs> Hogwood's name comes up, mm. I just have to regale you with the story of Corey Clark thrusting violently against Hogwood, who would not move his chair. No, he would not. On radio uh, during press the row, pr- press the row there game. at the basketball game. And Ira's my, Ira's my witness because you saw the, the space. He was not just me, everyone. I did it for everybody. It was still one of the greatest moments because it's so violent and angry, and you're just ball thrusting right to Hogwood's back while he's trying. To, it's yeah. just, it's, yeah. it's a wonderful well, moment. He literally, his, his, the back of his chair and then the front of the press table behind him was about four inches. It was ridiculous. And he saw me. And what happens? And then, and I'd gone back and forth five now, times. By the way, to be by the way, I had to be Cirque du Soleil gymnast to get around him the first three times. By the way, Hogwood is dead. Yes, has I been for some yes, time. Yes. Rest in peace, Hogwood. R.I.P. Go ahead. And Go ahead. But it's not just the fact that he's a large. He was a large human being. Frumpy. But it was just the fact that he saw Corey trying to get by and just was not going to make He was effort. not scooting in. He was backed up where his knees were almost not under the table He's anymore. He's the great hog. And he would not scoot up. And so finally, after being, like I said, being a certain disallayed gymnast the first three times trying to get around him, I'm like, buddy, here's a hip thrust for that ass. Yeah. And I, well, that's not a, that's bad phrase. Keep talking. I mean, but keep sorry, talking. But I, keep I talking. Smashed, Go it. Like, and I just remember his reaction was like startled shock. And I just he kept thought walking. he was being assaulted. Well, but man, what did you want me to do? Like, I mean, <laughs> literally, I'm going to stand there. You're not going to scoot up. Well, here, I got two choices. I can walk over your lap, or I can hip thrust you out of the way. Oh, buddy, and you went with hip and thrust. And buddy, when he, he's a big dude. He was a big dude, so it then, took a yeah. lot of thrust. You could have said, excuse me. 
I did as I as he hit no, as his, no, he as his head up. hit the table. I, he was fed up. And <laughs> my was. favorite part about it was that, as is typical at the FSU basketball game, since I don't have a story to write, I was in a box drinking, and I'm looking down at this thing take place. I'm watching Corey start to walk, and I'm like. He looks. He looks like he's got intention. There's anger here, and I saw that look on your face. That look of concern. Back when I had hair, I and think. And then it's just you're like, get you some of this, Hunter. Yeah, get yeah. you some of. Yeah. <laughs> yep. God bless him. It was so good. Yeah. R.I.P. All right. All right. Here we go. It's uh, <laughs> still good. Hello, Corey and Jeff, and welcome back, Mister Nuance himself. Mm, there you go. How was the Yanni concert, Ira? <laughs> yeah. We've heard that the Seminole baseball team was one of the last ones selected to go to a regional. Do you, one, believe that to be true? Two, do you think the Knowles brand got us done, uh, got it done right, brownie points and all that? Um, and then, anyhow, do we still have some pull? Okay, so, look, man, I do believe that they selected Florida State as one of the last four in. I think the criteria by which they did so is as nonsensical and buffoonery-esque as you could possibly imagine. Uh, what? What were they doing in that room? I'm not telling you Florida State's a juggernaut. I'm not telling you Florida State's an elite program by any stretch currently in baseball. But if you're 29th or 30th, depending on where you go to look up for RPIs. Well, and the teams you've beaten. And the, right. The schedule thus, the you RP, played. thus the RPI. The schedule it's you It's not played. a bad RPI. Yeah. Again, I'm going to keep saying this. It's not a bad RPI. It's 29th, it's 30th. There's no way you're one of the last four in if that is the criteria. What are we talking about? They don't know what they're doing, is all this shows me. They have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. And, and it's not I don't new. think it had anything to do with FSU's name being no. like what well, they they deserve to be in. Somebody now, might have said, No, wait, wait a minute, you're being logical. I think that maybe FSU's name did help them, as in somebody said, Hey, wait a minute, are we not putting FSU in for the four hundred and fiftieth yeah, yeah. year in a row? Yeah. I mean, guys, oh, God, I NC forgot State about out. them. I forgot, yeah, get rid of NC who won, State. Who won that Elliot NC Avis State, Florida, who won that NC State Florida State Seriously, series? Seriously, like, yeah. it could be that willy-nilly. Yeah. It could be that kind of willy-nilly. It came down to that 18-inning game. And if Florida State would have lost that game, the one where Torral threw his bat at the dugout. <laughs> the, one, the one thing I do want to say that I think, again, I'll repeat it every time it happens, because people always act like it, it should matter, it's just another – Another point of evidence that the conference tournaments don't mean anything in any of this, in basketball or baseball. Yeah, Correct. but because Florida it, went on a run, and now they're hosting, and North Carolina went on a run. And but NC hosting. State got to the championship State went game on a run and didn't and make the tournament. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah. they, I'm they just saying, people, the people hardly always, ever do. They always want to act like that's going to Oh, well, if you do this in the tournament, man, it doesn't matter. Your resume is what it's going to be, and they're going to do what they're going to do unless you win your conference tournament. Scott writes, happy end of May, gentlemen. Another month closer to football. Just wanted to check in and see if any of you three have heard any rumblings as to who's taking over for Gene Deckerhoff or where we are in the process. I have not. I've not heard anything. Uh, you would think that I would have, at least in terms of just we're in the broadcast business. But yeah. no, I have not I heard anything. I, I, I can. I'm it's, getting to the, it's getting to the point where I we probably should be checking around. Yeah. Um, but no, I haven't heard anything either. Um, Maybe it's Mick Hubert. That's why he retired from he Florida. He retired from Florida so we can come over here. Big move. Big big move for Mick. Yeah, that'd be huge. Yep. That'd be huge for him. By the way, I did not know that. Did he he Yeah, retired? he stepped down, yeah. Him and Deckeroff, same year. What's going on? It is strange. Yeah. All I remember about um well, a lot of things about Hubert, but I'm thinking of uh God! Yeah, he's got yeah. the PK Sam. PK Sam, just the yeah. devastation. Uh do you all think there is a certain group of FSU fans that actively root for the baseball team to lose? That's from Matthew. 
it's probably somebody that's on our message boards and or Twitter. But I wouldn't call them fans, right? That's a, that's an odd term to use if you're cheering for your team to lose. It's the same thing of the people that seem to revel in Norvell losing. Yeah, it's just they want to be right. right. But I don't know that you really – then how much do you really care about the team you're a fan of if you're if – you're, I mean, they, well, want, they want their friend, team to would be – would you like to extrapolate that out to the country? Well, no, well, it's just the, it's the way – I guess it's, it's the way pe- some people are. Yes, it's like they'd rather yes. be right and suffer – then be wrong and right. well, cheer for and, they, and, and cheer for a good team, and they want to be great now. You know, there's well, part there's of it that is that too. they want to be great now, and they don't think that this person is going to get them great now. They haven't gotten them great now yet, so maybe somebody else will. But again, I just think when you look around sports, especially in college sports, that that approach is not usually successful. If you're changing coaches every couple of years, trying to you know get the the magic, you know, three golden yeah. bars or whatever in the slot machine. It just doesn't work, and every time you do it, you got to spend so much money and, and rebuild. And so, I just think it's a lot of that. It's the same stuff we saw with Leonard Hamilton the first four or five year, years when they didn't make the tournament. People, when they started playing well, people are like, "Oh well, it's oh you well, know, no, that's still, that still happens." <laughs> yeah. uh, Marlon writes, "Everyone thinks if FSU wins nine games, it'll solve everything, but what will happen when FSU wins nine games?" Ooh. Coaching staff and starting 22 gets rated by SEC teams. We're back on the crack pipe in 2023 going 5-7. and seven. What if all this suffering was not to rebuild in once proud dynasty but to break to peak at 9-4 and four and go to the Cheez-It Bowl? Well, I'd like to find out if we can get to 9-4, yeah. and four, what happens. Let's just see. And I, I mean, I just don't think. I mean, I could be completely wrong. Granted, it's a new world, but I don't think Florida State is a feeder program. I think if Florida State is good, is that it is a destination program. I don't know that it's that the SEC comes and raids you because you had a nine and three season. I just don't. I think Florida State is invested. Um, I think they got to do what they got to do to keep guys on the roster that are good. And it is a very good. It's a very good fan base to be good in. Like you know what I mean. Like people care. This I do. A, yeah, I do think there were a couple players this past cycle that if they wanted to do that, they could have. Mm-hmm. And and they do have deals in place where they're you know i think there's nil opportunities that they're going to be taken care of and i think the the only question i have on all this is i think it's it's we can all agree that florida state's nil offerings right now the florida state communities nil offerings are not at the same level of texas a&m or southern well, cow and they never or miami but if they do start winning does that change you know does that do the people who are on the fence about no revel if they win nine games, now are they ready to to pony up in a in a bigger way yeah. to keep those guys that have turned helped turn around the program? I just don't imagine that people are just going to sit there and go, "Oh well, it was a nice one year of nine wins. We're going to let all these guys just bail." Yeah. By the way, I do think that the majority of the fan base likes Mike Norvell. I don't get the sense from our message boards, Twitter accounts, emails, interaction with people that listen to the shows. I don't get the sense that he's loathed. There, there's that a vocal people, minority. Oh, I think, oh no, no, and there's all. Sure. Listen, there, there will be if he wins nine games two years in a row. There will still be right. people. I'm saying, I think for a guy that hasn't had a winning season here, and again, we know the circumstances as to yeah. why. I don't think that there's a lot of people that loathe Mike Norvell. I think they think in earnest he's done a, a pretty good job. Not a great job, maybe not even a good job. Pretty, pretty decent job. Uh, they're waiting. They're waiting. And this year yeah. is of vital importance. I, I just I can't express again how important this year is to the overall perception of the program, to Mike Norvell's future at Florida State, to uh, the the program health. I mean, this is a big damn year, 
and yep. and and I think we all recognize that. That's why we're all kind of a little uneasy every time the subject comes up. We can't say anything overly scathing. Yes, loss to Jacksonville State. It's the most embarrassing loss of program history. It's not something he's easily going to be able to uh, escape from when being talked about years from now. But there are some successes, and there are a lot of things we see day to day that we feel good about the direction it's moving. And so this all culminates, I think, in this season, oddly enough. And, and again, people take that to mean that I believe if they go under 500, he'll be fired. No, not this year. But, yeah, I do. I think he'll be fired in two and three years from now. In due time. Yeah, in yeah. due time. It's, it's, well, he doesn't need to do that, then. I'm antsy. I'm antsy for the season. I'm excited for the season because I think they have the potential to have a good year. Well, I think everything stems on winning this year because and winning this year means eight wins. I mean, seven, maybe. Yeah, it depends on how it looks, right? Eight wins to nine wins would do so much for him, both in terms of recruiting, getting that next caliber of players. And you can exhale. And and you also, I think, would get more buy-in from people who want to donate to NIL. I just think it's going to be easier to recruit the other people who want to, you know, Write big checks. I'm not talking about the collectives where people are putting twenty bucks here or fifty bucks there, but people that are writing the big checks for NIL that are you're seeing around the country. I think those people will be more responsive if this team shows, you know, just more proof of concept this season. If somebody said on the chat, we'll go to break here in a second. That uh, you know, just don't lose to teams you're supposed to beat. Well, when you're bad and you're you know in transition, you can lose to anybody, as we've seen. Yeah, just well, hit the over. But when you get to a place where you feel like you have enough baseline talent to compete with the middling teams of the ACC. You can't lose the majority of those games. Yeah. Right. You, you have to beat these types of teams. Like, Louisville is not appreciably better than Florida State. Uh, you know, I mean, whichever teams you want to name in that group, that seems to be most of the the ACC. You, you can't lose more than you win against those teams. There are only a couple teams in this conference that you would say, on the field, are appreciably better than Florida State. Clemson, from a talent standpoint, right. is. There aren't many teams that are. Nope. So Agreed. Yeah, there it is. Some of the headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Ho, 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 horizons, it took, bar and grill. It took all the strength I had not to interrupt you, turn <laughs> off your mic, and go home. Do you like how I closed my eyes when I sang? Oh, <laughs> believe me, that was the best part. I didn't look at it, thankfully. It was unbelievable. He looked like, like Al Jarreau or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Luther Vandross. Well, what he was reference. making sure it was there. I want to apologize to Horizon Sports Bar and Grill. Uh, their delicious food uh, should not be overlooked by Corey's singing, Man, that's distracting a great you jingle from game. the restaurant itself. Uh, but Horizons Bar and Grill is where, Ira? Bannerman Crossing. You're damn right it is. Tallahassee Ooh. off Thomasville Road and Bannerman Road. It's uh, man, it's just it's incredible food, incredible people, incredible beer. It's where we are a lot. We're, hey, before a, the end of the group. week, fellas, uh, any week, like you could be listening to this six weeks from yeah. now. Let's let's all get together at Horizons Bar and Grill. We're there a lot. We really are. So if you want to see this in person, this trio, <laughs> never in mind person, the food. You get to see the three of us. But yeah, the food and the the drinks, the the patio, it's all good, man. It's all working. If it's you, all working. At and Horizons. if you sing the theme song, they'll give you some free food. I think. I think you get the bill is paid for if you sing the song, but with, you have to sing it like I do. With, and tell them Corey's with a bar tab. Yes, it's amazing. Correct. It's incredible. It's it incredible. Keeps growing. They're yeah. so kind. Seminal headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Gotta tell you, fellas, I went to Horizons over the weekend. Nice, nice. What'd you get? The grouper tacos, which were the special of the evening. They don't normally have them on the menu. Because usually you just go with the regular fish tacos. Uh, I get the shrimp shrimp tacos. tacos. That's right. Shrimp tacos. My wife and I went up there, sat at the bar. We watched uh, a little bit of hockey and a little bit of baseball. and We were just hanging out. And I said, oh, man, these grouper tacos are where it's at. And got after it. Did you sing the song? 
I did not. Oh, I refused right. to do okay. so. So you had to pay for your meal. I did, yeah. and I apologized to everybody for Corey. <laughs> so it was great. <laughs> no, but uh, we had a good time, and uh, it was a reminder that that is a fine establishment with a very cool place, good food. Cool place and really good food. Yep, absolutely. And Up a cool at, patio. Uh, Bannerman Crossing, Northeast Tallahassee, off Thomas Road, Bannerman Road. Uh, Ira tidies people. things up. You know that? Yeah, I noticed that. Ira's a tidier. He's who, like our dad. Who, mm-hmm. who tidied it up last week? Nobody. Nobody. Everything was just, it just yeah. strewn everywhere. Oh, yeah. No, you tidy things up, and we're thankful for you. We don't always say it. But then we come home, and the place is a wreck. Like, what happened? Ira yeah. hasn't Ira been, been here in a week Ira, and went half. Down, Ira went down to Miami. Yeah. That's yeah. what happens. So I noticed that. Like, I'll just throw out a name, and then you're like, well, let's tell people where it is and how to sure. get a hold of right. them and what's on the menu. Not Corey and I. We're just throwing out names. <laughs> Like What's Tennessee what we do? Street. Yeah, it's somewhere in Tallahassee. <laughs> You'll find it. You got a phone, don't you? <laughs> we just assume you can use your phone. All right, here it is. Uh, Burke writes over on Twitter now. Would you agree the Louisville game coming off a of bye is the most significant one in determining how the season will be viewed? Regardless of the LSU outcome, we need to start 1-0 in the ACC to avoid the negative perception. We have not start, started 1-0 in the ACC since 2015. Seems about right. Yeah. Well, they yeah, they haven't been one to know in general since 2016. But not one to know in the ACC since 2015. Sweet yeah. Jesus, kids. Yeah, it's not not great. It's not great. And, what's going on? It was a ten and three campaign. What if I, little cracks in the armor? What if I told you there was a time where Florida mm. State would go years without losing the ACC game? Oh, I remember it fondly. Um, yeah, you know, I, I was of that line of thinking with the Louisville game, and, I, and I'm not saying I disagree with it now. It's a big game. I it know. is a huge game, but I think. If you win LSU and you lose Louisville, your season's not over. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a big game. It's a huge game if you lose it, it's a, it would be a huge win if you lose to LSU because you know it kind of gets things back going again. But if you beat LSU and you lose a close game to Louisville on the road, they've got an experienced quarterback. I don't think it's the end of it's a huge problem is what I'm saying. I mean, I do think it's a huge game, but I don't think it's a do or die game especially if they beat LSU. Well, then what is the fulcrum game? What is the game that you would – I mean, that's tough. Because I kind of view that one as if you lose that and you do beat LSU, it's just a classic one step up, two steps back type thing. Like all of a sudden you're like, we can't create momentum at all? I mean, right. I, I don't know. I, I I hear you. I just think they, but they've, they've got – who's got the better quarterback in that game? Louisville. And you're on the road, so it's hard to say that that's Malik a, Cunningham is not Joe Montana. What are we doing around here? I mean, he's pretty good player. Look at his numbers, man. He's a pretty Jordan, good Jordan player. Travis and they have a good offense. Good offense no, you him. don't. You you know I don't have to argue with you about Jordan Travis. You know where I stand on well, him. He's he didn't a middling say, ACC quarterback. He didn't but I'm say saying, who was the great quarterback in this game. No, he just but said I don't. Who's the the reason they lose this game ought not be because you're going up against Malik Cunningham. I just think you're going. You're playing a good quarterback in his home stadium with a good offense that's kind of tailored to him. I don't think it would be a shock if that offense puts up 35 points ooh, and now you got to win on the road. I mean, I, I don't know. Hey, I'm with you, buddy. I'm with you. God yeah. dang. I mean, you know, Louisville had a good offense last year. I think I think you guys have got us cruising to a 4-8 and eight campaign no. around here is what it looks like to me. <laughs> yeah, Jeff's oh, the positive one. Uh, Jeff's the positive one. What has one. happened in yeah. this building? I think they they – I think there's a good chance they'll win that game, but I, I my point is I don't think it's – a, a shootout, means, apparently. I don't think it means – they're, the season's over if they don't win that game. Whereas uh, probably early yeah, on when the last schedule year, came out, I kind of Last year like, should have taught us that yeah. anyway. I mean, they went 0-4 and then actually played for a bowl game. And it was it was a kind of an enjoyable last two months of the season. Tell you what, let's not start 0-4. Let's not do that, correct. Or even 1-3 would be really bad. Well, I think it's very important you beat Louisville if you, turn, if you do lose to LSU. You know what's a big yeah. game for me? Freaking Wake Forest. Oh. you got to be Wake Forest at home. 
I don't care if they're pricked in the top 25 preseason. I don't care what they did. They need to beat Wake Forest at home. You cannot lose to Wake Forest at I'm home. With you, Ira. That's I'm why with I'm drawing you. the line Pre- in the sand yeah, there. Yeah, that's the big one. Tired of that Wake nonsense. Yeah. Lose out Snuggy Hill is just what happens now. <laughs> yeah, we can just we just tolerate losses at Snuggy Hill, but they're not coming to, they don't come to Doe Doe Campbell. No, they don't do that. Riley Skinner's not walking through that door. <laughs> Somebody not. better than Riley Skinner is walking yeah, through that know, door the is the problem. Uh, Brandon writes, FSU fans keep being told to be patient. This is a rebuild. Then you see a team like Southern Cal that hasn't been relevant in a while, had a worse record, grab anybody they want in the portal. Where do new old fans find hope in the current landscape when it feels like the team, this team, just can't compete? What bothers me about the USC one isn't that, isn't the uh, the portal. It's they went and got the preeminent offensive coach in the in the world. How'd that happen? And well, he was at a really good Southern program. Southern Cal, they've got money. They decided to spend it finally. And, and, and I think he saw what the landscape with the I NIL. think it's the NIL. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I can I can be Nick Saban out here. I mean, look what... look they, what, They're going to give me money, and I've got the glitz of L.A. to sell right. these look kids. Look what Southern Cal was during the Pete Carroll, Reggie Bush era. Of course. Where you had... I mean, I remember watching... Florida State was still Florida State at that time, and they weren't having that success, but they were still the cachet is Florida State. And I remember looking at – I would watch press conferences, at Pete, like Pete Carroll's post-practice press conferences, and there's like 10 TV stations. There's, I mean, media yeah, everywhere. Yeah, he had a role. Yeah. He had a I role. Mean, it was in, in the – Snoop the, was there. They're Will hanging Fer- out with Will celebrities. Pharrell. Pharrell. Jeez. Pharrell, too, maybe. Will Pharrell. Pharrell might have been there, too. Yeah, Pharrell probably was there. No, it's but it's in, but And now in an NIL area where you can tell these kids, oh, yeah, man, we're going to get you record deals. And well, we're got gonna, I mean, deals right yeah. here, man. And they literally did that. So that, DJ, that we, I think that's what got Lincoln Riley – to there and then now you've got him in that setting, man. Yeah. They're a problem. Well, you saw but, you saw Lincoln's house, yeah, and the money to go with. But the problem, I don't. But the, but I would say though the different. I don't know that that all means that Florida State can't have success again. I don't think that the. I mean, you're talking about a unique situation. Most of these schools are not going to be able to do that. The. I mean, you're talking. I don't know. Is there eight schools that are going to be playing in that level of the NIL? No, but I think to Brandon's point, this is not a program that you know kind of looked at itself as second fiddle to anybody for the longest time, and now that the shift in how teams can be dominant and how teams can win has gone away from the way it was. Florida State does not feel like a team that can kick down that door. I'm it doesn't my- doesn't feel like a team that can even compete with Alabama, USC, Texas A and M. You can name a few others. Hey, well, just be a top, get into the top twenty. I know what you're going to say is baby steps. Just yeah. try to win the Atlantic for yeah. once. Yeah, I agree, but it uh, it is Beat a hopelessness before you start that he's referencing. To compete with USC. But I think the two things I would say is number one, you're we. I think the landscape is going to change at some point Again, with yeah. controls. They're going to do something to kind of put some sort of control. I mean, we got Nick Saban. Everybody in the country is pushing for this. I think there's going to be some sort of controls at some point, which will help. And the other thing is, I I just think, man, if Florida State becomes good again. Yeah. I think the money people will yeah. support it. Yeah, let's see what it looks like if, when if, Florida State becomes pretty good if, or rele- relevant again. If NIL had been introduced in 2014 for the first time after Florida State had that 2013 team, there would have been people lining up to write checks to support keeping Jameis, keeping all those guys, keeping that team together. And I think it can be there again. It's just, man, you're looking at a program that has stunk yeah. for three or four years now, four or five years now. Ryan writes, fellas, rumor has it Lonnie spurned a Jimbo offer to send her to A&M to reunite with her former hitting coach, Craig Benedict, 
Uh, <laughs> Craig Benedict Arnold <laughs> Schneider. That's not his, that's, Craig yeah, Benedict say. Arnold Schneider is what he wrote. Sorry. Uh, if you could franchise tag any FSU coach, who would it be? I don't. Jimbo became the AD at Texas A&M. Yeah, well, he, all he of them. probably pretty much is. Uh, franchise a coach at Florida State. Atkins. I don't know. We can't use Lonnie. No, softball. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, we just specifically football, or are we just uh, on the campus? franchise a coach, any coach, I guess. Uh, I mean, Atkins is a fine candidate, I guess. I'd say Leonard, but he's seventy four, pretty old. Yeah, I mean, Atkins might be there. I think it's Atkins, boys. What about Brooke Niles, the uh, beach volleyball coach? And they got a huge transfer, Jeff. I'm sure you didn't see that in your email. I missed it. They got an All-American from either FAU or FIU, but she was a first-team All-American, had a singles record of like 30-3. and three. In that beach volleyball? Yeah. Singles so, record. I don't, yeah, I don't know how that works. How does that work? I don't know. But either way, she's she was an All-American for that team, and she's coming to Florida State for her last year, so maybe they can finally get over the hump and beat USC. Mark writes, even with some positions still not to where we expect them for FSU football, it is okay to out-game plan, out-scheme, or out-coach other teams. Mm. What teams does Mike Norvell need to out-coach to show you he is a top two or three coach in the ACC? Brian Kelly. Go get you some against Brian Kelly. You you faced him two years in a row. I know it's a different roster that he's got, but you know what he's going to do. He damn near pulled an upset uh, of serious note uh, last year against Brian Kelly. What if Two McKin- rosters look very different. What do you think the season record is in last year if when Milton comes in and that first throw is picked off? Uh, I'm going to say they s- end up having to sit him. I'm going to say so they don't replace Jordan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jordan still misses the come on. I'm going to mm. say they lose Notre Dame either way. Probably maybe eight and four, seven and five at least. I think yeah. I think they get the seven wins. Se- seven wins is probably yeah. the answer there because yeah. they don't. They'll blow out Jacksonville State, and they, I think there's a. You know what's troubling, though, per the coach question here, and in this wouldn't be the only group that had this happen. Obviously, they did it down in Miami. What were they doing with Van Dyke on the bench yeah. forever? Right. But what's he troubl- was like third on their depth. It's third insane. Fourth. But what's what's troubling is that they went to those practices and thought it was fifty mm, fifty. Yeah. Just didn't really know what to do. Not real sure. Hey, man, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be an ass, but Mackenzie Milton was god-awful. Looked I, like he'd never played football a day in his life. How did that happen? Here's what I think happened. I think the spring – he he was bad the whole spring. Yes. Like, noticeably. But like he this, hadn't played football in two years. Right. So you were going to give him a pass. Got it. But then the spring game happened, yeah. and he was really good. And you're like, oh, that's well, interesting. Well, maybe the lights turn on. Right. And then Jordan Travis has to come out of the game. In the first pass that Milton throws is as a complete. Seminole, it's not just a completion. It's better. Yeah. It's so much better than anything Jordan had done the whole game through the air. And it looked like, oh, it looked like a Jameis-type throw. It was through well, a tight. Uh, I mean, uh, look, uh, I know easy, not with the arm strength. Easy. It's the decision-making. Right. Right. And, well, and by the way, he still had better decision-making oftentimes as a drop-back passer because he was a better drop-back but passer you, so, with no arm and no foot to push off. So of. you see that spring game, and you're like, okay, maybe he's just not a great practice player. Then Jordan wins the job. And then literally in a tense moment in a 10-point game in the fourth quarter against Notre Dame on national television, he rips off maybe the two best throws of the whole season back-to-back. And you're like, oh, 
Okay, so what he does Sunday through Friday doesn't really mean a whole lot. This kid is built for Saturdays, and you ride with that, and, and it costs you two games. And I think a couple other things played in there. I think Jordan did not play as well as they had hoped in that game. I think I think Notre yeah. Dame changed some things defensively when McKenzie came in. So I just think there was a lot of variables that went into it. But, yeah, man, if that doesn't happen, or, if, you know, what, what – yeah, however you want to break it down, if Jordan Travis plays in a couple of those other games, well, uh, I think they win them. Yeah, it's it's it is frustrating to think about. But yeah, though. you can like go out scheme someone. Like you, you I, I think I, I think that happens. Listen, I know it, happens. it has. It, it has. happened against North Carolina. Happened against Clemson. It happened. Yeah, no. Yeah, but yeah, that's what I'm saying is like you can like prove pr- prove your bona fides here. You you've got a roster that's good enough. It's good enough not to win a national championship. Probably not to win the ACC, but it's good enough to at least hit the over. And get above six and a half wins. Which when was the last time you think Florida State hit the over in a season uh, season win total? Thirteen. Thirteen, maybe. It has to be. Okay, I mean, fourteen. Be. I don't know if fourteen was. I don't you know, know by the way, boys, you can jump. I on, guess fourteen. Yeah, they couldn't have been twelve. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah. have been the okay. So fourteen was the last one. You can jump on the uh, numbers right now for look ahead lines. I talked about this before. I'm big big gambler. But we know. Yeah. Nine and a half right. right now. Anybody listening to this? What's, like, not, what? what's nine and a half? Points that they're getting from the Canes for that game. Hmm. Oh, all right. You jumping on that? Man, Van Dyke might already be. Uh, I'm curious where pro. Corey, I'm curious where Corey's heads at. Uh, I would. I would jump. I would jump on nine and a half. You yeah. would? Oh yeah. Because I think it'll be. I think it'll be lower than that when the game comes around. All right. So you're finding the value. Yeah. I'm teaching him well. Here mm-hmm. we go, yep. my man. Yep. He yep. sees the value. Yep. Well done. Yep. I just keep wasting all this money on lightning <laughs> tickets. <laughs> Seminole Headlines 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chat TV continues in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminole Headlines is brought to you by Register Sausage, serving the Florida Panhandle and Lower Alabama for over 75 years. To find a store near you or to buy directly from Registers, head to registermeats.com. That's registermeats.com. Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. Sir Stuart Wallace writes regarding last week's suggestion that perhaps Corey and Jeff sometimes don't get along. 
I would suggest that no more Diet Coke screw-on caps is only going to strengthen their relationship. Mm. Yeah. That has that has changed things. It has. It has. I think he I We're think, all involved. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think you respect me more. I think you like me more. And that helps, right? I was hurt by the notion that we didn't get along. I Corey and I refute that. Well, don't I protest mean, too much. People okay, are gonna start yeah, thinking there's yeah, some cracks yeah. behind the armor. Just hey, let it go. Can I ask a question from the tribal council? This is from B C Knowles last week or the week before that okay. we didn't get to it and then yeah. I was out of town. Well, you, you weren't here to tidy it. I know. I, yeah. I didn't tidy it up. No, didn't but tidy Tom it up. Lang uh, reminded me to uh, tidy it up. Oh, okay. Jeff, you brought up the Iceman yeah. recently. Uh was he was he like a hitman or something? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Richard Kuklinski. He was a pilot. No, what? no. The Val Kilmer is not involved. Oh, by the way, yeah. I've heard it's awesome. Yeah, you, it's supposed to be really good. I, I saw it, it yesterday. Don't Did say you, anything. You, I went and saw it yesterday. Was it good? It was way better than I would I've, have thought it to be. Yeah. That's all I keep yeah, hearing. I thought it, it was going to suck yeah, because the first did. one is the worst thing I've ever seen. And right. then I sat down and went, this is not bad. Yeah. So, uh, How's McGillis looking? Is she, she still holding not, up pretty well? Not in it. Okay, no. You, uh, <laughs> you brought up the Iceman recently, and now I'm in the middle of watching his interviews, yeah, Richard which I think you mentioned on YouTube. He's the beast. That guy's a scary M blank. Mm, yes, he is. So thanks for that. Have you seen the movie with Michael Shannon from 2012? I guess there's a movie that's about him <laughs> no, or something? No, I haven't seen it. If each of you had to pick one player, past or present, to be from, a from any sport at oh, FSU no. to be the Iceman, and then parentheses, cold-blooded killer on mm. the field, not mm. in a literal sense, not a literal sense, just well, on the I, field. I like it better. Who would it be and why? I bet Jeff chooses Shade Tree. Yeah, Marvin Jones would have been the answer. But he's also equipped to do the same sorts of things to you that Richard Kuklinski was. But a, Richard Kuklinski was six foot eight, three hundred something pounds. But we're talking about on the field, a cold blooded assassin. Marvin. Michael Snare? I was thinking Michael Snare. I mean, yeah. Mm. He he hit big shots when he it mattered. Did, he did. Uh, uh you know who was the one you know who I Buster? Buster is pretty good. It's just it's hard to see him that way. Yeah. Because he's smiling as he does so it. So friendly. You know, uh I was Jonathan I was Johnson. About Buster Davis. Jo- oh, oh yeah, no, yeah. No, no. Jonathan Johnson to me when he pitched, man, it just feel it felt like, dude, this kid, yeah, he wants good. to beat your blank. Like he, there was a, there was a toughness about Jonathan Johnson as a pitcher. Uh, Darnell Dockett would be another one. Ooh, I think I would put ooh, up there. Yeah, that's good. Greg Jones. Greg Jones. Now, now I think y'all are just talking about guys that would. Uh, We're just could, talking about good players that we miss. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were talking about just guys that would, would John, destroy us in fights. Yeah. No, Jonathan Johnson, though, I just, uh, no. I just like the way he pitched. Competitor. Darnell Dockett was dirty. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah, you he like. was a dirty player, yeah. Nothing he wrong was, with that. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, somebody said Ty- Nick, Nick Moody in the chat. Ooh, they're right. Nick Moody was a, that's what a about, good one. That's what about, a really good like, one. Talking about a guy that would rip your throat out to win, uh, what about Tyler Holt? Yeah, yeah, Tyler Holt's a good and one. And Jalen Ramsey. Both, I, I called Jalen a sociopath. Y'all did not like that did. when I did it. Seemed a bit extreme. I, I thought I think he and Tyler both were, but when they're between lines, are sociopathic in a good way. Yeah, That's they're, they're guys thing, right? you want. They're guys yeah. you want on your team, but absolutely despise if they're not. I said Jalen was a sassy bitch. Right, but in a it good way. Fit well, but in a good way. <laughs> no, no, not necessarily. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Let's next, move on. Then. Next question. Uh, Saul writes. Just wanted to put out a shout-out. Love the show. I listen to it on my route every day. I'm go. a letter carrier in California. I guess I'll ask a real quick question. First of all, thanks a lot for doing that, man. That's thanks, awesome. Saul. That's really nice. nice Saul's driving around yeah. California, dropping off the letters, and, and listening to, to us and yeah. saying nice things about That's us. That's really cool. What a That's time cool. to be alive. He'll ask a quick question, and it is, what is your most memorable interview, any, in your careers? You right. know what was a memorable one? That Chuck Amato interview. 
I don't uh, think I was there for that one. Were you really? Was no. it when he did the weepy voice and all that? When he, <laughs> when he talked <laughs> about him and Jimbo getting were, in a fight? There were rumors about him and Jimbo getting into a fight in the plane, in the locker room. Uh, there were so in many the different shower. rumors. I thought it was yeah, while yeah, he was in the, the shower. And, um, like Eastern Promises. Coach Bowden had talked. And back then, man, like Coach Bowden would talk, and then assistant coaches could talk. They might talk. They might not talk. But like they would, rarely did they come over and like invite themselves to talk. But Chuck certainly did and basically held a mini press conference to tell us how much he and Jimbo loved each other and how they both sat there and laughed about these rumors because they couldn't be further from the yeah. truth. Yeah. They loved each other. And they didn't. And No, they didn't. No. But he did get emotional when he was talking about yeah, it. Yeah, he got a little weepy. But that was memorable. I had a memorable uh, interview with Jared Fogle from Subway, uh, who's now in prison for uh, child Awful molestation. Things, and child yes. Pro- yeah, I had to interview him. Like a, they paid to be on. Or they something? made me twelve seventy the team. I'll Your call him out specifically. Uh, <laughs> made me interview him because the Subway had a huge buy. Uh, but and he you was didn't. In town. But you didn't know he was a pedophile or whatever. No, but time. I suspected he was a little off when he came into the studio, and he was really. He off. was, he in, was the in the studio. studio. Oh, from me to Matthew, you right were in the here. studio with Jared. Me and Jared stood nice. right by wow. side by side, and I actually was far less couth than I am currently, and I asked him how he let himself get that fat. <laughs> and so that was kind of an odd question, and he was taken aback. And so I'm that sure really kind of set though. the tone, kind of set the tone. I also said that I thought it was awfully strange that he thought the solution to having become 400 <laughs> pounds overweight subs. was to just eat subs. <laughs> yeah, eat and I wanted to see what he would say to that. That wasn't yeah. the spirit that they intended no. when they brought Well, I was kind of rebellion against the fact that they made me do the interview. And then I also had a weird interview with Todd Bridges. What? Uh, I interviewed Todd, <laughs> no, Todd Bridges. Yeah, no way. Todd, what's she yeah. talking about? Todd Bridges. I asked him. Well, I asked Didn't him. did he murder someone? Yeah, he shot somebody in the head. It wasn't murder. Well, it was self-defense? Every, every shooting's not murder. Oh, okay. Well, right. I asked Todd Bridges about his past uh, outside of the acting realm. That, too, was forced upon me. Uh, there was a time where That's these crazy. advertising agencies would place these huge buys to try to get people to come out to Las Vegas and stay at these resorts, and they, they would have these B-list celebrities that would go to do shows all over the country, morning mm. shows, and they would say, hey, interview our guy for three minutes, and you know we'll offer up your local listeners $200 off at the whatever casino, and I would have to, I'd get tabbed all the time with doing these interviews. And I'm like, why do I have to do the interviews? Well, I remember last year you interviewed uh, Charlie Adelson, right? The, uh, what's his name? Is that, did I mess up the joke? Who's the guy that uh, killed Dan, had Dan Markell allegedly killed? Oh yeah, see, you messed up the joke. Sorry, no, I was right. going to say OJ, but I thought that was too bad, too uh, no you know, earlier reference. Sorry, guys. That said, by the way, uh, yeah. So Todd Bridge, I also interviewed some chick that was in a bad '70s sitcom that I didn't know who she was, and she she caught me not knowing who she was. Wendy Adelson is the wife. Yes, you remember? Okay, golly, um, my golly. The, the most important one I have. Man, that well, I mean, it was just in the news it's last week not, because the other the conduit. Uh, I'm, so I'm familiar with that. the story. Okay. It just seemed uh, very strange. Um, I was going to say, um, remember Dexter Carter being interviewed? And uh, Andrew Carter asked him a question. This was when oh, he was the running back coach. Was you know, wait. Oh, that was a good one. That, yeah, it wasn't one. just the one with er- after Ernie yeah. Sims fumble. It was Marty, one Marcus Sims. Marcus Sims. Yeah, did. Uh, yeah, that was funny. That was. <laughs> he funny. asked Dexter a question. Dexter starts talking. There. Meanwhile, there are no cameras on. Andrew Andrew Carter is a uh, is a beat writer. He's just interviewing with the tape recorder, and Dexter Carter start starts an answer, stops it, and goes, "You know what? Ask me that question again." And Andrew's like, "What?" He's like, ask me. And so he asked him again, and then he had a better answer, which I've never seen before or since. I but. love Dexter. He's really, really one of the nicest guys. But he had another funny one when Just he was we talking about people that had done awful things. I thought Charlie Adelson fit with the 
But you missed it. I know. I swung and a miss. Big swing, horrible miss. So back when Dexter Carter was running backs coach and they had the uh, vaunted uh, earth, wind, and fire backfield, which was <laughs> – Oh, Ty, I forgot about that. Ty yeah, Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who was Ty Jones? Um, Jermaine Thomas. Jermaine Thomas. And, Maybe uh, Tavares Presley. Tavares Presley, I think. <laughs> <laughs> the earth, wind, and fire backfield. And he was trying to explain to us why he came up with the earth, wind, and fire background <laughs> or backfield. And he said, well, Tavares is like the fire or the wind, which one or the other. Jermaine's the other one. And then Ty – He's like the earth because you look, you know, when you look up at the earth and it's just this big, strong what? presence, we're all like, what are you doing? Hey, he was, it was Neil Armstrong's book I think he was, when he, <laughs> talked about, he talked about looking at the earth. I think he was, yeah, or, or at Epcot when you go in the uh, spaceship earth. But I don't know if I told you about this other interview I had, guys, uh, speaking because he's kind of in the news. Charlie but, Adelson? No, no, uh, Wendy. Uh, no, uh, um, Jimbo Fisher after the national championship. I don't know if I ever mentioned this, that he sat down with me. And we went play by play through that final drive of the national championship. I do game. remember this. Yeah, that was a, that was a lot of fun. That really was a really cool interview. But it wasn't awkward or interesting, other than it was really. Well, good I thought subject. he just said it memorable. Was. Yeah, okay. it, yeah, it was I also. Right. I also liked the time when he sat there and called us all out at the Florida game and mm-hmm. said that we were all making up stories for the clicks. Yeah, and, then, and the likes. And then the next day, then, right? <laughs> he's going a And M. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I have a million interesting interviews. You've with already Jimbo named a few you, of them. You got your chance. No, Next but Jimbo, I'm saying Jimbo Fisher alone, but I can't. You, some of them I couldn't use. I, I just have them saved. You need to interview the Iceman is what you need to He's do. He's dead. Oh, is he really? Richard Kuklinski's dead. Somebody get him? No, he died in prison. He wasn't in great shape by the time it all went down. <laughs> I would probably not. <laughs> Things went south for, for old Richard Kuklinski. You should actually pull up those interviews. They're right. awesome. No They're chance. fascinating. But now I won't be able to sleep. You've yeah. seen it, Corey. No, I don't think so. You have seen the Iceman H- interviews. They used to be on HBO. Yeah, they were on HBO. You saw but I was I, I watched like half of one, and I'm like, I don't want to watch this anymore. This isn't fun. No, it is he fun. Seemed, he seemed kind of rude and scary. No, he wasn't rude. He was very patient. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's how I like my serial killers. Brad writes, third week in a row trying to get this one answered. So this is why I'm asking. Let's Here go. we go. I have an end of the Jimbo era hypothetical. Which do you think would have been more impactful for the short term of our football program at the moment? Hiring Mike Norvell to be Jimbo's successor or hiring Michael Alford as AD? How about the long term? What's the scenario again? If they would have hired... Which uh, would have been more impactful for the short term of our football program at that moment? Hiring Mike Norvell to be Jimbo's successor or hiring Mike Alford as the AD? Uh, man, I mean, I, I, he would have been, look, whoever took over the football coaching job was going to have a tough time. And that was, and, and, and I, and I wrote that I defended Willie, especially the first year by saying, look, he inherited a mess. Oh, and, really bad. And mess. this is going to, but he just, the problem was he didn't do it. He was not equipped. I don't believe, I think misdiagnosed it and it didn't uh, know how to well, fix it. Well, he started it. by choosing DeAndre Francois. So what he, about he whiffed on the very first him back decision. And bringing him back yeah, to the he team. whiffed on the very first decision he had to make. What about Casey Anthony? Would that have been a better? Oh, I like the Casey that Anthony That probably would have been a little funnier. Yeah, better okay. than Charlie. Okay. okay. Didn't interview her. Okay, well. Do you think CM Punk will be a good AEW world champion, right, Sean Daly? Oh, man. But back to the other question. We didn't answer. He, he waited three weeks, and we didn't really answer the question. I think if you, I think if they had made Norvell. the change at AD... Hmm. I think it's Norvell because he would have gone about. Because, I think it's Norvell because of the toxic. He's trying to get rid of the locker room, trying to yeah. flip that locker room. I think that's what was needed right there. Like it's not. Right. I don't think that Offords was also no, going right. to bring in Lincoln Riley. Like he, he, the the pool was still the same pool. He then right. he did uh, Coburn. Well, who was it then? Stan was fish, uh, fishing from. So uh, um, yeah, I think I think Norvell probably is more in the in the short term. But I don't all, know if Norvell's answer long term. But Alford maybe hires a different coach though, right? 
Yeah, but I just think whoever whoever takes over is going to have some real difficulty there right. in the immediacy, and I don't know who out there who who was out there that was better. Kiffin, I guess. It wasn't a great class. That no, it was, yeah, it's no, a good point. It's a good way a of putting it. It's a tough class. Nicholas writes, gentlemen, do we have any news on our awesome new soccer coach uh, for the defending national champions? I'm curious how many players we may have lost in the portal if we retain the assistant coaches on staff. Thanks for all you do. Okay, so they obviously he knows that they brought in the coach from Tennessee, and he yeah. wants to know uh, did we retain the players and or assistant coaches? And I don't have an answer for him. They, I'm just I mean, going to admit it. Yeah, I mean, like I was out of town last week. The plan was he's been trying to keep the assistant coaches and trying to keep as many players as Whoa, possible. Well, uh, you would want to keep the players, that's and, for sure. Uh, yeah. I hadn't heard that's that the, the assistant coaches left, but I also was not here last week. So. Well, and I don't know how you follow. Honestly, yeah. I'm not asking because I'm lazy. I'm asking because I don't know. How do you follow soccer transfer portal news? You know what I mean? Like, where would that be? Where? How would you know that somebody's in the portal or even that somebody's left? They definitely have lost. I mean, they, a bunch of players went in the portal. A few, well, at least a, a couple of them A bunch of players went in the portal? Well, they went in the portal to save their to spot. Because oh, okay. you have to be in the portal by May 1st to keep your options open if you are going to leave. And then they, you know, I know they've had. But wouldn't they have left by now? Don't they have to have left by now? Is it like football? Let's no, you so just had to, you had to be in the portal by May, by May 1st, and they did that. But then they have till whenever to actually go. They can go whenever they want. Oh, really? Yeah, you just have to be in the portal by May 1st. There's not a withdrawal date? Like, they could leave July 20th? I think so. Or oh, I'm not man. sure exactly. All right, well, then never mind. I was going to well, say, let's cross just our look fingers the if they don't leave, because, listen, this guy has been a good coach, has proven himself, right. and I obviously those girls committed to Krikorian, but, I mean, they've got a squad that is as highly thought of as any in the country. Well, to, yeah, and they've played yeah. with each other, and yes. I theoretically really like playing with each other, and that shouldn't change, no matter who the head coach is. They're going to be really good, yeah. and, and it's I fun mean, to win games. As a... Again, on the roster right now, they still have the same assistant coaches, and those they last I had heard that their plan was to keep them. So, but but Knock this person wood, that's what asking this question may know more than than we know. All right, good work out of you, sir. Good Are work, Corey. Done? Yeah, we're done. I just, I'm going to lament the, I'm going to lament the Charlie Adelson thing. Hey, for you got to shake it I, off. I can't. I can't. You got to shake it off. You whiffed. Yeah, I did, but it was a it's big. Okay. Bit. I still a big love one. you. I still love you. See, nobody's going to believe that. There we go, guys. Bye, everybody.